0: It's the most wonderful time of the year.
1: It's another edition of the Angry Quarterbacks Podcast. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com with the real quarterback, Tony Pike of Redding High School, UC and Carolina Panthers fame. We'll talk some NFL and the Bengals. College football, big week of college football for uh, the UC Bearcats and the Ohio State Buckeyes and on the college football landscape. And then we'll talk some high school football as we are at state semifinal rounds in Kentucky and Ohio. We have three Ohio teams left, two Kentucky teams left, and we'll talk about that in segment number three. But we start with NFL and the Bengals. Um, The big news, obviously, the quarterback change going back to to Andy Dalton. Um, I understand
2: it. Do you understand it? I guess you could say there's angry quarterbacks. At Paul Brown <laughs> Stadium, I think Ryan was a little hurt. Yeah, I do think that. And a couple of weeks ago, Andy was, was a,
0: little, a little was angry. a lot I was a lot hurt. Yes, um,
1: here, yeah, you maybe we can have them on the podcast. Yeah, they literally would. In. They would literally hey guys, the
2: guy. this just fits too well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, here, here's my my thought of everything right now. Um, the the disconnect that it feels like there is from coaches to front office to players is where I find the struggle here because um I, I thought when they went to Ryan Finley the timing was tough on Ryan Finley. Hey, go out and play the Ravens. But then after the Ravens game you watch him digress against a worse Raiders defense. And after that I had seen all I needed to see right. um, from Ryan Finley. And then you go into the Pittsburgh game and Finley struggles again. The touchdown pass was a bad pass. Oh that no, Tyler doubt. Boyd it's makes a, a great, great pass play, yes. on. And um, the fi-
1: in the fifty fifty ball, I don't mind him throwing yeah. that, but that was also right. a great play by Tyler right. Boyd too.
2: But but I sit there and I watch, you know, a, a quarterback that's patting the ball too many times. I don't I don't remember watching a quarterback bounce as many throws. The arm strength the arm talent, is just yeah. not there. That's
1: just it. I mean, the, the arm talent is not there, and that part everybody knew. Right. You thought and look, there's not. A, there are a lot of quarterbacks that come into the league that don't have arm talent. Right. I mean, but you support- make up with that
2: by getting the ball yes. out early, yes, or by good footwork. Uh, you don't see that as much from Ryan Finley. So then I watched the Steelers and I watched Mason Rudolph struggle and I watched Mike Tomlin bench Mason Rudolph and create a spark. And to me, if you would, thought about making the move at all, I would like to see it in the fourth quarter and let Andy Dalton come in and and lead a touchdown drive to beat the rival Steelers. Um, but instead, I think that should have been on the table and yeah. I don't think that's been
1: discussed by, by myself or anybody. I mean, yeah. that's, yeah,
2: I, I agree it should you. have been instead we go for a 12 second drive. That was good. Where we go three and out. It
1: got him plenty of time to get the ball
2: back yeah. though. Yeah. And then Ryan Finley, much to what leads to his demise, five turnovers in three games, three lost fumbles. You, you've been in the fire like that before. I mean, I, I, it almost feels like he doesn't have the presence. Well, that's to, what I'm
1: asking. How, how hard is that? Because it, it, I don't think we can appreciate how fast that comes, right? We we, yeah. we we don't. And some guys get it, some guys don't. He he showed a great feel for it in the preseason where he would yep. climb the pocket at proper times. He'd sidestep at proper times. Here it's almost as if he's trying to literally go through progression, progression, progression. Right. And he's athletic enough to sometimes get out of that. But there's sometimes you go through progression, progression, and you have no escape route, and here they are, and down you go, and out goes the
2: football. Right. You, you can't turn the ball over. You have to feel that, and you have to know at all times where your checkdowns are. And I feel like he loses sight of his checkdowns a lot, and that's a big weapon in today's NFL. Agreed. You see it all over the place. So um, I was hoping to see Dalton late in that game because, again, it's a one-possession game. But then my my dilemma comes after the game. And I sit there and I listen to all the post-game, and I'm sitting here preparing a, a show for Monday. That's right. And Zach Taylor says, well – you know, you, you can't evaluate a quarterback in the NFL after just three starts. If 50. We, 50's the number. Yeah, if, if we evaluated every rookie quarterback, you wouldn't have whatever. So, I write that down. I'm like, oh, I guess I'll go with that. Uh, the next day comes, and all of a sudden, you're back to Andy Dalton. You had just doubled down on Ryan Finley. You're back to Andy Dalton now. So, to me, one, you're, you drafted, you moved up in the draft to get Ryan Finley. Not a lot, but you did yeah. move up. You, moved, you gave him three games, and you benched him. Odds are you take a quarterback next year. Probably not a future here for Ryan Finley in Cincinnati Agreed. other than a backup. So At best. So you pretty much take Ryan Finley and you you rip his confidence away. You then turn back to a guy that you spurred in every way possible by waiting until the last second to bench him. And now you go back to Andy Dalton. And to me, it, it leaves the same question as we've asked every week on the show. What is the direction? Because it feels like they're just reaching for, uh, let, let's try Andy Dalton this week. Let, let's try this this week. It feels like there's no real direction. And I think that, to me, where the, the move comes and, in, that that was my initial response. And, and that's when you go back to the Finley decision after
1: the bye week. You actually had talked about that seems like a good time. Right. And I'm not here. I'm not pointing the finger. Right. You, screwed, you made a bad choice. No. Thanks. Yeah, you did make a bad choice. But <laughs> that's not the reason for me bringing it up. I, I was of the ilk that I believe that was more ticket sales driven and Mm -hmm. football decision driven. That Look, I thought there was a point you need to evaluate Ryan Finley. I just didn't think that was quite the point. So now here we are with probably the home game that has been least sold, I'm going to guess, of any of them by a mile. Mm -hmm. And so the hope would be, well, we can get fans maybe reinvigorated Mm because we're going to get Andy back in and our defense is playing better. I don't think that's the reason Zach did it, but the cynic in me says... That's in
2: play yeah, because that's the front office, right? Well, it has to be some of the front office, and it has to be Zach Taylor looking and saying, look, I, our defense has given up 17 and 16 in back-to-back weeks, and we've lost, and now we're playing a Jets team that over the last three has been great, 34 a game, and a Greg Williams defense historically is going to ramp up the pressures yes. so on a luck young to the quarterback. Kid, right. So I get that you get Greg Williams, and you get the Browns who are improved defensively, and you get the Patriots who are really good defensively, but when you came out of the bye, you knew the schedule. Yes. It's not like the schedule in the NFL just changes week to week. You knew right. who you were putting Ryan Finley in there against. So, uh, to me, this becomes a question of where did it come from, what are you grasping for, and, uh, and who ultimately made the decision. Because being in an NFL locker room, when you're preaching one thing and you're saying, we are going to win now, that's, that's the most important thing is just winning. And then these players watch Ryan Finley go out and play. There is a disconnect in the locker room, and well, there has to be from that of, of voices saying, what are we doing? Th- and that's that's another reason I think the decision had to be made. I, I, the one thing I can say is
1: I know it's cliche-ish, and no one wants to hear it, and this isn't high school and Pop Warner where give it the old try, and boy, that's that's what really matters. Go compete. Um, these guys are still playing hard, mm-hmm. um, especially the defense. The last two weeks, the defense feels like it's even right. It feels like Carlos Dunlap has decided... He's gonna go make some plays again, and he's made them the last couple of weeks. And he can be a difference maker. And you know, you got Jermaine Pratt running around like a chicken with his head chopped off, but at least there's some athleticism there, and he's making some tackles and some plays. Right. Um, you know, Jesse Bates is making some plays, and Sean. Wayne, I, so. And the other side of the fence for me was saying, Joe Oakland, Mixon plays hard. Joe yeah. Mixon plays so darn hard. I mean, it, it, again, it's all cliche ish, but at some point, if you don't give if you, if you're saying we're trying to win. Mm-hmm. And you've got every position filled by a guy who's the best at that spot. Cordy Glenn is back in for one. Trust me, they want Cordy Glenn gone so bad it'll make your head spin. But they've seen enough of John Jerry. They've seen enough of Andre Smith. And Cordy Glenn is a bona fide starting left tackle in this league who is now fully healthy, gone through The excuses ran out on both sides. Cordy had no more excuses not to play. And the Bengals had no more excuses not to play Cordy. So hence, Cordy's in there. They both, neither one of them, Cordy doesn't want to be in there. And they really don't want him in there. But they have to have Cordy in there because he's the best option. Okay. So then you can't all of a sudden at quarterback go, well, yeah, but we're still going to try to evaluate this exactly. kid. No, 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 no. If you're going to try to win. because be they all the, over the board. Because the veterans have to understand that too. They right. can't all of a sudden go into a, a week, say even yesterday, and if you're an offensive player or whatever side of the ball and you are expecting Ryan Finley to start and mm-hmm. it's almost like, the kid's starting again. You know, right. you know what? I'm, How are we going to
0: do it this I looked week?
1: at a bunch of film on Pittsburgh last week. I, You know, I, I don't, yep. I'm don't. i not going to do quite as much. I'll, right. I'll, I'll show the, up and play. We're 0-11. Yeah, what am yeah, I doing? They're not giving us the best chance. Why do I want to give them the best right. chance? So now the, I think you had to do that for that reason, too. Yeah. To have all those veterans who are still busting their ass to give them a legitimate chance yeah. and at least
2: cling to something. Well, the, the critic in me would say, that the defense has looked good because I don't think Oakland's offense is what it's meant fair. what it's made it to be because I watched what the Jets just did to and Oakland. Mason Rudolph and Mason Rudolph was got off there
1: but I, but they are playing hard yes though. but they're playing that.
2: hard now guarding Le'Veon Bell in space and dealing with a red hot Sam Darnold yeah we'll, we'll be, see we'll we'll be able to see sure. because we're just a few weeks away from what Lamar Jackson did to us which now. Seems like not a. I mean, that's like maybe, maybe the, that maybe that wasn't a Bengals issue. That's the, the, that's Lamar, the rest of the NFL's the Lamar issue. Lamar Jackson lost for the Bengals. Kind of looks like Ohio State for the Bearcats right, right. now. It's like, well, at, at, at the time it felt bad, but it's not as bad because right. now look what's going on. But, um, th- I think I think this is this is the week for it. I, I think it's going to be miserable attendance. You're miserable. Looking at a December first game, zero eleven team. I, I didn't even look at the forecast. Did you? Have you looked? what it's no, supposed to be? Okay. Yeah. There's there's not a big Jets following. Nope. In Cincinnati, a lot of there's, terrible towels in there Sunday. Yeah, there, there's not a there's not a lot of marquee names that you're going to come to see unless you want to boo Le'Veon Bell. Uh, I I just don't know how you're you're selling tickets. And right now, rain in 48. Yeah, rain in 48 is not going to yeah
1: not with gonna a make low you, 32. Yeah, it's not going to get you walking up to 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 buy a ticket. No. All right, the other thing that's in play is is the AJ Green saga. Is it looked like he was coming back after the bye week? All systems were go. Suddenly, his guy and they're close. They were in the same draft class. They're admittedly close. His guy gets benched, and the very next practice, his ankle goes haywire. And look, I'm gonna have to take I I I'm gonna have to take him at his word that the ankle went haywire. It seems awful coincidental. So here, a couple of weeks have been removed since the ankle went haywire. Hopefully, in those two weeks, the ankle has healed up and gotten, I would assume it has. Maybe he still is having a hard time cutting. I do right. want, he did run some routes before Sunday's game. His and, pregame workouts look pretty intense. And, looked, and, looked, and he looked pretty good. I thought right. he was cutting, moving, and all of those things. So, you know, maybe that, that tested it. Would it not feel coincidental? Mm-hmm. Or my, I should say more than coincidental, I guess. If he returns this week, I, if I were to ask you to make make odds on it, what would you say? Would you would you would you make odds that he comes back and plays this week? Yeah, if I got if I got good odds, I'm
2: just gonna give you even money. Oh, even money. Yeah, I, I yes, still, it's a I, yes or no prop yes, bet. I, I still think minus one ten either way. I get I, the juice on either one. I still think he. I th- I still think there's a good chance he plays. I do too. I think just watching Sunday, him and Andy up. Do you think it's just a coincidence, bench, or do you think no, it's more think Andy it's being back? I think it's more Andy being back. Because if if you're A.J. Green and you're in A.J. Green's camp, it's like, do I want to go out there with how Ryan Finley looks right now and put myself back out there and the ability to put bad tape out there? Or I go back out there with a guy I've been around my whole career um, who can give me the ball and and make me look good in a couple different ways and I can help him. I think that's more of it. But what I think this comes down to above anything else is Zach Taylor sitting there at the end of the day saying, I need to start scoring points. I would hope. I need to find a way to, to start having some success calling plays in the NFL, and Andy Dalton gives me that chance. That
1: brings me to a longer-term question or, I guess, situation. Let, let's assume, for argument's sake, that A.J. Green is back at least in either the next mm-hmm. two weeks. It, it's either this week or next week at Cleveland. John Ross is eligible to come back in Cleveland, and it appears all systems are completely go right. that he will be ready to play. You will go into that Cleveland game with a, with a, poss- a real good possibility of even though, again, you're out without Jonah Williams. We knew that mm-hmm. for a long time ago. But you're then at the point of the guy who was supposed to start the season at left tackle. Cordy Glenn is will there? be there. You still had questions at left guard. And Billy Price has done a pretty nice job there. So he's your left guard. The center was the projected starting yep. center. The right guard was the projected starting right guard. The right tackle is the projected starting right tackle. You wow. don't have you don't have Drew Sample. And he may have him at that point. But you still yeah. have Eifert and Uzama, your top two yep. tight ends. You will then have Boyd, Ross, Green, Mixon, Bernard, Andy. You will have literally for the last four or so games of this season what you projected for game one. And so then does the evaluation process for Zach Taylor's play caller, coach, all of those things really realistically begin?
2: Well, as we've talked about, the evaluation process has now reached 16 straight games without a win for Zach Taylor calling plays. I
1: know the answer to this, but I'm going to see if you do because you were right. Do you know who the last team he beat as a play caller? No.
2: East Carolina. And there you go. A bad East Carolina <laughs> a bad team. East
1: Carolina team. He I'm lost sure. his
2: last 5 calling plays in the AAC. Yep. He lost his first 11 with the Bengals. That's 16 in a row. 16 in a row. And over those 16, they averaged 13.75 points per game. And you it, it go back and take out the 30-some-odd yes. point. Was it 37, I think? 37 can... they scored in the last game of the year. Yeah. Um. In a loss. In on a 40-37 to 37 yeah. loss. So. Or 43 uh, It hasn't loss. been good. No. It, it, it hasn't. Over, over now the course of a full NFL season, 16 games, that sample size is not good. Um, so, for me, uh, it, it has to, I mean, I don't think they would ever move on from Zach Taylor after one they're, season. They're, no, that, that, and is and not, never that is not will, going to happen. But,
1: but, can you go to him and say, listen, we, we still like you. Not calling you
2: would, plays. We got to get somebody else to call the plays. Right, and I, and I think over this next five. Because if you're you Zach Taylor, I would that. ask you
1: this, if you're Zach Taylor, and again, let, let's just assume we see the last four weeks and maybe we all of a sudden look up and that offense is scoring 27, 28 right. a game with the full complement of players and you say, oh, okay. Um, Wait a second. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. But if not, if you were Zach Taylor after year one and let's just go to the the, the nuclear option of 0-16 and still averaging you know 13 to 15 points a game and all of those things, would he as just head coach remove whoever the play caller was? I mm-hmm. would think he'd seriously consider that, right? You have to. You have
2: to at this point. So at that point, I'm sorry, you lose that role right now. Right, but I don't think. I mean, the Bengals have done nothing but add roles for him. No, that's a good point. So I don't think they would ever take away. But I believe he was cooking the other day too. He did a pretty good mm. job. Yeah, he whipped up a little wow. salad, a little meal for everybody. So yeah, wow. he's
1: he's doing some cooking. He does everything else. I mean, yeah. in he answers the media. He's what
2: if, uh, what if, what if this team wins three out of their next five, and they get back to full strength? Do the draft strategies change? That's a great question for you. Uh, for for
1: me i guess it comes down to this and i'm not the evaluator if if they evaluate one of those premier quarterbacks as as the franchise as a franchise level guy then i think you absolutely take the quarterback build around the quarterback deal andy dalton for what you can get in the offseason and move move forward from there mm-hmm. but if you evaluate any of those guys as just guys and there's a lot of questions on all of them you know, Andy does have another year on his deal. I don't think they would extend him beyond that, do you? Cause
2: no. Because the, then
1: you've, all you've done is kicked the can down the road. I think a lot of it really is dependent on how do they evaluate that quarterback class.
2: Yeah, and, and again, that, that quarterback class, you could have a question mark about each quarterback. About every one of them. Uh, I don't have a question about Chase Young. I have none. But Pro Football Focus says that the defensive end position can account for anywhere between one to two wins. Quarterback position, six to seven That's And that's a, that's a significant difference. And that's a difference. substantial yeah. difference. And we've seen that in the NFL with how some of these quarterbacks play. And we've seen if you get it wrong. I mean, I take Russell Wilson and Mitch Trubisky. That's that's about the, the difference in, in quarterback play there of a guy that can elevate his team and a guy that can. struggles to elevate his team sure. and can't do that. So um, I look at it if if Andy Dalton excels, if A.J. Green excels, okay. and you can talk A.J. Green into franchise tagging for one year, and say, look, we're going to franchise tag you. If things go bad early, we'll trade you We'll trade you at the deadline and we'll get you to a contender. Maybe you do that. You say, Andy Dalton, we're coming back for another year. We're going to give a good you, run. You
1: spend some free agency money on defense right. and
2: you draft defense. And you got Jonah Williams coming back. Yep, that adds to uh, it. You got a high draft pick. Or you could trade your top draft pick and get multiple right. early round draft picks and, and yeah. do something along those lines and maybe just try to, to mend the fence of, of what this team is and then build. And if you need to take a quarterback in the twenty twenty draft, so I think it certainly opens up possibilities. too. And
1: it may be false hope, right? But if if again, if you have the full complement of guys, let's say starting with Cleveland, you, mm-hmm. have, you have you have all hands on deck, and they stay healthy and they stay all hands on deck, and you go three and one down the stretch right. for whatever reason, you you pull off the miracle of three and one down the stretch. I, I think it's fair to look and go see what we can do, when we got everybody, and we're going to add Jonah Williams back to our mix next year, and basically we're adding an extra first round draft pick, right? It's hard not to look and go, let's address the other side of the ball. Because that's the side that needed right. to be addressed that was not addressed. And it's clear cut that, look, they're playing better now. Yeah. But overall, it still needs an overhaul in certain parts of that defense. Certainly the linebacking yeah. core still needs significant
2: guys. Or or this could be us at 0-11 and, and the media trying to grasp at anything possible. And that could be that too. Uh, it's but, possible. But regardless of anything that happens, we have to trust this organization. I can't, though. And that's the problem. I a,
1: yeah, I have a hard time
2: doing that. The same organization that paid Bobby Hart, the same organization that, that chose d- not to do anything on the defense yes. other than draft Jermaine Pratt. Yes, and bring Preston Brown back. So we're trusting that. We're trusting the organization that stayed pat at the deadline, even when every other GM said, it's like they're speaking a different language, they, they could set themselves up great here. We haven't seen the draft success in the past. So... Like what? What leads to say things are going to be better now? Yep. Uh, I, I mean, we're, we're grasping at straws like everybody else is, uh, but you, you, you still feel and have to feel that if anything were to change, it would start with something changing in the front office. No question.
1: All right, let's uh, let's talk a little NFL for a moment. And you mentioned Lamar Jackson and those Baltimore Ravens. You've been high on them for not just the last handful of weeks. You've been high on them for. Uh, a number of weeks. It took me a long time to warm up to this, and 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 I'm now fully on board with with what they've done. The thing I, I've agreed with is, they did go in all on Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. They did build around him, and they've built themselves a, a very, a very good football team. I thought this the start of the season was an eight and eight team, and and they're not just beating people. And when you there beat are. people in the NFL, most 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 margins of victory. A good team at the end of a season, margin of victory wise, is probably eight or nine points yeah. on
2: average, and that's a that's a lot. Dude, they're just wrecking people. They're wrecking people. They possess the ball for thirty five minutes a game. They absolutely wear down defenses. And Lamar Jackson's athleticism makes up for so much. Like I saw last night against the Rams, guys were in the right spot. Yes. And he yeah. just was faster to the edge. Yes. It's it's and incredible. then it gets to the edge and there's there's separation of ten yards. Um so what do you do? You load the box. I watched him try to bring pressure last night. He hit his hot receiver. For a touchdown. Yeah. He understands defenses. He is making the throws. He gets out of the pocket. And, and what he does How first, about the one where
1: he dropped down to throw it around the defender? Right. Through with through a different? And, again, I don't like his mechanics. Right. And I, I'm sure as a quarterback whisperer, you look at him and cringe when you right. watch the mechanics. But he's very he's accurate. But he's very accurate. He's accurate. And,
2: and he's doing what he said he's doing, what he wants to do. He doesn't want to be a runner. He runs when it's there. But if he scrambles, he still tries to remain a passer. He still tries to extend the well, play. Well, he had
1: one last night, too. Maybe it's one you just mentioned. But he had one where he did get flushed. He was looking downfield. He could have taken off. And at the last second, the defender came up. And he just yeah, like, it was almost like, it over. dink, see yep. ya, I got gotcha. Another 15 yards. Yeah.
2: So he's doing everything. Mark Ingram has been great. He's been great. The tight ends have been great. Hollywood Marcus Brown had a nice down. was great yeah. last night. How, uh, how good does Earl Thomas and, and Marcus Peters look on the defensive side? They are. How they get those team. guys? They draft them? No, that's a trade. When was a trade? with free agency? Huh? That's yeah. novel. Building outside of the draft. I'll be darned. You can do that. Yeah. Huh. Here's how good the Ravens are. Last night in a game against the Los Angeles Rams, I did not hear Aaron Donald's name once. I think he had at one point. I I flipped at it off. At one was zero. Tackles. It was zero tackles. Yeah. And, and I'm not talking about. And that's it was the late. best defender in the game by far. So people going into the game said, well. Look at that Rams front four, and 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 they're going to be able to stop the Ravens. Aaron Donald was not a factor in a game where if they wanted to, they could have scored seventy. Yeah, Lamar Jackson played three quarters and had five touchdowns in his Monday Night Football debut, dude, and th- the fell is, on the one yard line on a run that he could have scored. Yes, on. And, and he got pulled after three quarters in the Bengal game when he. Yes, I mean he's he's not even playing fourth quarters it's, anymore. Uh, yeah, this it's is like college. It's incredible what he's doing in the NFL, and 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 look, this is not just to the Bengals. They steamrolled the Patriots offensively. It's three straight forty plus yes. point games. They steamrolled the Patriots. They steamrolled the Texans and they steamrolled the Rams. Last I checked that. It's not pa- bottom of the barrel.
1: Patriots have how many losses? Uh one. Okay. The the, the uh the Texans are uh, the leader of the AFC yes. South. So you've got the, the Rams are walk cart right right contender, yeah. I mean that's that's an incredible run to me. Yep. So the, the drop-off from Patriots and Ravens, the next t- next team record-wise, believe it or not, is Buffalo at 8-3, and three, and while they're going to make the playoffs and they've mm-hmm. done a nice job of, again, they've got some major yeah. question marks, but they've, they've done a pretty nice job. I, I don't put them in, in the elite category. The Texans, I love Deshaun Watson. He creates plays, he elevates that team, but they've got major they got deficiencies these. on that offensive line. I guess the team that I'm looking at we're sleeping on is Kansas City just because they've kind of gone by the wayside. Yeah. Um they struggled in some games. Mahomes doesn't look like Superman although again he's been still really good. Right. Down the stretch here's what Kansas City's got to try to maybe prove it to us that they are mm-hmm. in that next that that category of competing with the Ravens and Patriots. And the Patriots have major question marks, they just keep finding yeah. ways to win. Raiders at home at Patriots, Broncos at home, at Bears, Chargers. They have some get-right games down the stretch. The yeah. pa- I guess the Patriots on the road is going to be the and one the where Bears you're to the Bears
2: defensively are still a good team, but offensively. Yeah, and on the road, yeah, and on
1: the road. And it's a Sunday night game there. Um, that Patriots game to me will tell me is Kansas City mm-hmm. still in that mix of teams I think can contend to
2: win um, the AFC. Kansas City, a buy to get healthy helps. Yes. And Oakland getting demolished by the Jets. Yeah, and the
1: Oakland going on the road. I think it's, yeah. it, I mean, the blizzard will have gone through Kansas City, I believe. I think it's supposed to be really cold and Derek right. Carr... I can't remember what the pass the passer rating for him in cold weather games is good. just it's awful it's 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 so bad so they should be able to uh, to handle that game. I'll tell
2: you what's interesting in the AFC the wild card race the Browns have a chance they do they're, they're only a game out they get the Steelers this week which again that's a fifty I mean that's right.
1: a, that's a head to head game the Steelers yeah. right now are actually the second wild card team based yeah. on tiebreakers Steelers
2: and you are right back in the thick because then you got the Bengals twice yeah. you got the Dolphins still again and I the, believe and the Dol- I mean and the Cardinals on the right. road. I mean, you literally you're playing. They have the Ravens, but they're the only team, other, other team that ra- beat the yeah. Ravens. Yeah,
1: so they've got yeah they've got. No, they just played the Dolphins, so they're done with that game. So they yeah, yeah. so they got at Steelers that gets them six and six. Bengals at home twice. Shoot, Cardinals, seven and six, Cardinals, and then Ravens at home. At a point where the Ravens got to have a bounce back or a, a bounce game at some point. Yeah. Um. And maybe that's the game, but yeah, the, the Browns are very much in it, no question about it. Um. Yeah.
2: Uh, what about? Uh. So the Ravens down the stretch get a little bit interesting. How about the game next week? Ravens 49ers at in Baltimore. Yeah, the the,
1: the, 40, the 49ers are the ones that got they've got a brutal schedule I mean, down you look at both
2: of those teams that can run the ball. Both have really good defenses. I think that's going to be one of the better games of the season. But Baltimore still has uh they get the Niners, they got to go to Buffalo. Yep. Uh and then the Jets who are playing better. And we just mentioned and Cleveland. And we get the Browns and and the Steelers yeah. still. So it's still a hard road for the Ravens, but
0: but if, they, got a lot, they got a lot of proven games in there, if, though, that, that you all if, of a sudden go, they keep proving it, they if keep proving it. If,
2: if they do what they've done offensively to the 49ers, how can you look at this team and say they're not a favorite? Agreed. Agreed. All right. In the NFC, I, I, the, the East is such a
1: mess. I, I can't believe Philadelphia is still in the playoff hunt. They're only a game out yeah, behind no the no. Cowboys. Obviously, Jerry Jones did not give Jason Garrett much of a uh, vote of confidence. Jason Garrett, best will not only make the playoffs, my man, but you best probably yep. get to the NFC championship game. Packers and Vikings in a two team race in the AFC North if I was going to give you one team which one would you take
2: Packers Would you really Yeah I just I still don't trust Kirk Cousins that's fair. I know he's been really good. That's but if fair. If it comes down to teams I'm unsure about, I take the quarterback that I trust more, and that's Aaron I, I do trust Aaron Rodgers. There's no, there's no doubt about it. Saints have certainly separated themselves in the
1: NFC South. In fact, they are on the verge of clinching that division already with a four-game lead over the Panthers. And in the West, it comes down to 49ers-Seahawks. The thing for the 49ers is, and, and they... That was How about a, that West is good? That, Niners, Seahawks, and, and even Brains. the Rams. Yeah, but the, the Niners had a prove-it game on Sunday, and they proved it. But you just mentioned some of the schedule. They're at Ravens, at Saints... Falcons at home, Rams at home at Seahawks. They've mm-hmm. got three really, really difficult games. Seattle, on the other hand, down the stretch, I'll look at them here in a second. I think their schedule's a hair easier, and they've already got the uh, they've already got the win over um over the 49ers. Yeah, so they still
2: st- get the Cardinals and the the Panthers. And the
1: Panthers, and they mm-hmm. play at the Rams. They got the Vikings this week
2: at home. So they've got three home games. And the Rams are a team that, while things look bleak right now, they could, play everyone but, ahead of them. I know that, but man, oh because man, Jared Goff just doesn't. They're look just, like the they're they're,
1: they're they're a mess. All right, so so if I were to give you a team from each each conference right now, which who, who do you take? Niners and Ravens. Niners and Ravens, really? We get to see it this week. I'm going Saints and Ravens. Okay, I'm going Saints. I think the Saints. The Saints had their hiccup game a couple of weeks yeah. ago, and they've. I don't know. I mean, the, the they had Saints, a little hiccup on Sunday with, it took the, with a yeah. took
2: a Carolina field goal kicker <laughs> to miss two extra points. To miss two extra points. And, points and what a 28 yarder a 28 or yard field goal to yeah. win that game in Carolina. Atlanta went in there and won. Yeah. Uh, I I still need to see more from the Saints. All right. Good deal.
1: All right. When we continue, we got college football. Big game for the UC Bearcats. Obviously, the game between Ohio State and Michigan. And we'll look at some other games across the country. This is the best weekend for college football because you get a little Friday
2: action mixed in. Big games on Saturday. And conference championships to be Let me tell you what's not good. What's that? Being newly married and your first Thanksgiving together, not being here. Hey, babe. Going to be in Memphis. Happy Thanksgiving. Why, why didn't you guys maybe drive together? That yeah, would have been an eight-hour drive. I know that, but, nope.
1: but but the two of you together in the car—that no. would have been a sweet little stop off somewhere to chalet in in, no. in
2: southeast or southwest Kentucky. No, I mean I'm missing that. I'm missing Black Friday shopping. It's really given a lot to you. Don't do Black Friday Bearcats. shopping. Although yeah. you did buy Kurt. What was it? No, you bought cheats on Bed the road. Have you put those on yet? Eighteen hundred thread count. Have you Beautiful. put? Oh, they're they're amazing. They're, but they are. Have you got your My Pillow yet, too? No, I don't have that yet. <laughs> you
0: need
1: to get You're that. You're looking
2: for any, any last minute Christmas gifts. My Pillow, there it is there for it Tony is. Pike.
1: All right, we'll talk some college football. We got high school still ahead as we continue. It's the Angry Quarterbacks from the James Rapine Memorial Studio of ESP Media. Get the Skinny on Cincinnati Sports with Richard Skinner only on Local12.com and the Local12 News app. Exclusive content, in-depth analysis, podcasts, and more. Cincinnati Sports News 24-7. Get the Skinny only on Local12.com and the Local12 News app. Alabama Fish Bar, the Taste of Cincinnati 2017 winner.
2: Alabama Fish Bar located in Over the Rhine at 1601 Race Street, Cincinnati. Go to alabamafishbar.com to learn more about this 26-year-old staple Serving the freshest fish in historic downtown Cincinnati. Open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Closed all major holidays. Welcome
1: back in segment two of the Weekly Angry Quarterbacks podcast. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com with the real quarterback and the quarterback whisperer, Tony Pike. I, every week I, I have to tell people where they can find you and how they can get their sons to work with the best quarterback coach in the country.
2: Cincinnati QB Academy. Doctum. Who's the Who's the
1: guy on the West Coast that's supposedly the... the Whitfield? Quor- yeah, that's I it. trained under him, did so you, I know did you like him? stuff he's doing. Did you like him?
2: Uh, I mean, uh, just a lot of gimmicky stuff.
1: What about Tom House? Tom House is a... I haven't been with Tom House, though. Tom House works, I think, on mechanics a lot. Yeah. He's a big mechanic. For former a big, baseball big footwork pitcher. guy. Big footwork guy. Big footwork th- guy. More than arm slot?
2: Yeah. You don't care about arm slot? Big footwork and big film study guy.
1: Film study's a big thing. I I agree with that. I like it. And knowing what to watch, right? Correct. And I think for a lot of young guys, that that really is invaluable because I'm guessing they don't know how to look at
2: tape. They can look at tape. Right. They don't know how to look at tape. And for many guys, arm slot is corrected by proper footwork. The arm angle drops a lot if you overstride or you're falling away from throws, so... In like a way, we, we correct the arm slot With footwork. With footwork. I like
1: it. Very well done, it. Tony. All right. got I got some big college football this week. And let's start with the UC Bearcats playing at Memphis. Um, funny part is... A if UC wins, they will clinch to hosting the American Athletic Conference uh, championship game the following week. Mm-hmm. It could also actually knock Memphis out of that championship game because right. Navy plays Houston, I believe. Is that right? Yeah,
2: if UC wins and Navy beats Houston, Navy's in the UC title game. Host host Navy. 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 Yeah. So. If Houston were to win and UC or if Houston wins and U C wins, we host Memphis. Right. We lose. You go to Memphis. We're in Memphis back to back. Yes, yeah, and
1: that which is not gonna be fun.
2: No. I hate to do
1: this for Bearcats fans listening and I hate to put you on the spot. I really do. How do they win this game?
2: Uh, that's a good question. Um,
1: and yeah. I love what these use, I mean, I, I well, the, look, we can make fun and go, how are they nine and one? And I get it yep. and it's, and it's, or 10 one, no, 10 and one it's open to debate. I mean, it's not yeah. been the most impressive
2: 10 and one. I don't care. They're 10 and one. Well, when you ask me, how do they get it done? I would respond to you. I don't know how they've got it done to this point. Okay. They just, this team finds a way, They find a way to win. Des Ritter. Blocking an extra point and returning it for two was the difference in the game. Which wins the game because Temple then goes down and scores again. Yep. And they no longer can take the the lead. Yeah, Um, Defense makes a big play when they need to. Defense has been great all year. Yes. Uh, Minus a couple hiccups. Defense has been fantastic. Um, Obviously, Des Ritter going 9 of 25 for just 62 yards is the pressing issue Um, when you look at what Memphis does they score 42 a game. Yeah, they're they're really
1: good. It it
2: feels like one of those games that you got to get to 30 to have a chance.
1: Yeah, here here here's their numbers this year and I'm just going to run through them all. The old miss opener was just a very defensive yep. struggle in the opener for both. After that 55 and it was Southern U, then 42 South Alabama, 35 Navy, 52 Monroe, 28 in their lone loss at Temple lost 30 to 28 and what? honestly they couldn't get out of their own way right. in that game. I watched a good chunk of that game. 47 against Tulane, 42 Tulsa, 54 smooth, 45 Houston, 49 South Florida.
2: And they're pretty good defensively to boot. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a game going in offensively, you have to say. We have to get to 30, at I least. I, how does and this offense, I, I just how does don't his, see How does this right offense now, get to 30? Look, Luke Fickle was open in the press conference after the game. Des Ritter didn't practice last Tuesday. Very limited Wednesday. He was able to throw some Thursday and Friday. But the shoulder's been a problem. Can Evan Prater play? Please. <laughs> But the shoulder's been a problem. And when the shoulder becomes a problem, you start second-guessing things. Well, sure. Can I make that throw? Sure. Can I let this loose? Do I want to take this shot? Right. I mean, there was multiple, at least four throws Saturday night that were underthrown where receivers were open. Two could have been for touchdowns that you're missing because you're underthrown, whether you're late or whether that's a shoulder issue. He tried to, to wind up and push the ball down the field, and you couldn't really get it down the field. My question going forward because you, you you take all that away, he's twenty one and three as a starting right. as, a, as a quarterback, not a starting quarterback, but you know Hayden Moore started last yeah. year, but he's twenty one and three.
1: Hayden Moore started and he barely right. played in that game, right. so, Yeah,
2: but he find, he's found a way to win. The question is, if Memphis comes out and it's fourteen nothing early, and things are getting getting a little crazy, and Des Ritter doesn't have it with the arm, do you go to Ben Bryant? Do you go to Ben Bryant? How short is the leash on Saturday? Because you know Memphis coming in is saying what. Anybody but Michael Warren beating us, Absolutely. Anybody but Michael Warren. And to the, to the Bearcats' I'm, I'm, credit. I'm,
1: I'm eating the box man up on the outside right. and go, beat me, kid. And to the
2: Bearcats' credit and to Michael Warren's credit, that's a lot what Temple did. And he still found a way to get 106 yards. But
1: they still only scored 15 points. Right. And two of those came on a blocked, uh, blocked, right. extra, so, blocked extra point.
2: Return. So that, your problem going forward. Here's what this team has going for them. They've been great defensively. And they've been great on special teams. And they've teams. been unbelievable on special yeah. teams. Um, going into last week, they had blocked four punts in a row. And they didn't block a punt, but you saw the the Temple kicker get it and you try to get rid of it so sure. quick his knee hit the ground. Right Now, what happened after that is maddening. Your Bearcats get it on the six with a minute they do a rollout play action fake and Des Ritter takes a sack on the six-yard line. Which you can't have. Which is one, quarterback 101 you cannot do. Right. Uh, so they settle for a field goal, but it, it it just feels like as good as they've been defensively, as good as they've been on special teams, and as lucky they've been, to find ways to win. Luke Fickle after the game is the same way. I ask him, he says, I don't, I don't know how this is happening. I don't know how we're doing it. I know i got a group that fights. I, I guess
1: my argument would be that, that when you've won as much as this team has over the last two years, you know how to win. Right. I, I know that you sounds simplistic. You don't feel simplistic. like you're out of
2: a game. Right. You don't feel like it. But those thoughts creep in if you face a deficit against a good team. All right, I'm going to play devil's
1: advocate with you for a second about your point of trying to get to 30. And I don't think you're wrong, but I'm going to play devil's advocate mm-hmm. with you anyway. I'm going to toss the East Carolina game and maybe just tip my cap to that team offensively because they have yep. they're terrible as a team. They don't win, but their offense has been really good. Here's here's you see in the last and, and I'll skip the East Carolina game because of this. Last just going down down the road, 13 last week against Temple, pretty good offense, not dynamic but good enough, capable offense. 17 to South Florida on the road, and this is with your offense struggling. Then three yes. to UConn and UConn's terrible, but still three. 13 to Tulsa. 23 to Houston and Houston hit some big plays in mm-hmm. that game. So it was not like Houston drove it on them. 24 against still a really good UCF offense. I mean they are you know they 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 got issues but they're really good. 14 to Marshall, 13 to Miami, obviously 42 to Ohio State right. and 14 to UCLA. So I would ask you, I mean really yeah. other than East Carolina and Ohio State, they've they've put the thumb on everybody.
2: Yeah. yeah, and they have. Are they capable then of maybe holding Memphis in the low 20s and would that be enough? I To that point, I don't know, I I, I have to see the Bearcats offense do something that they haven't done in a couple weeks. Sustained drives. And you look at the one hiccup on this resume has been road games for this team. No doubt. And that includes the Houston Houston game. Houston, South Florida, ECU all come to mind. No question. Games they could have lost. Absolutely. And games they got exposed in a couple different ways. South Florida took multiple shots down the field. Houston took multiple shots down the field. ECU, multiple shots down the field. So... What does Memphis do really well? They strike with big plays. They have a good quarterback. They can throw it down the field. They're going to take plenty of chances down the field because they're going to trust their guys to make plays in space. What that does, as a defense, it gives you an opportunity to make plays. gives you an opportunity to win one-on-one battles and come down with a big interception or something like that. To me, though, the question for this game squarely in lies, can Des Ritter do enough with this offense in the passing game to come out of there with a win.
1: If I was put you on the spot, I mean, if I would, it's it's hard for me to even pick them to win this. I, I I'm it's not hard sure to I can do it. Win. I, I know I, think, I know where your heart lies. Yeah, obviously. 11,
2: 11 is a spread. I think eleven's too much. I think they can keep this uh, respectable, but if they find a way to win this, and Navy beats Houston, they the, the way the way they handled Navy's option attack oh, last they killed year. Killed it last year with the them. way UC can run the ball yeah. they would be favorited to go to the Cotton Bowl no question i i it's at home too right. i mean all the things that you want in your favor going with you yeah no
1: no doubt about it now you you lose this you lose this you're going back to memphis next week and get your ass kicked again right. i'm just telling you
2: you lose this you're you're completely demoralized because you have no shot at the cotton bowl you still have a shot at the title but you're going back to the team that just beat you i
1: guess your only saving grace is you could knock memphis from the cotton bowl too because then right. it would be what probably boise would right. go yeah
2: so you could still find ways to motivate, but no doubt the win would be out of the sails without taking care of business Friday. No doubt. All right. The other obviously big game for those in this area, Ohio
1: State and Michigan on Saturday uh, in Columbus. It is obviously a Michigan team under Jim Harbaugh that that can't find a way to beat Ohio State. That after that Wisconsin game, looked like it might be trending towards a seven and five team. Um, they did lose the the Penn State game, but boy, you start the second half of that Penn State game. Remember, they were down twenty one nothing. Storm back, lost Mm 28-21, clobbered Notre Dame, clobbered a bad Maryland, clobbered Michigan State, their rival, um, trailed Indiana 14-7 and came back and scored the last 32 points. Is Shea Patterson doing enough, is this offense improved enough to make Ohio State sweat a little bit like Penn State did, or is this still Ohio State owns them until Ohio State doesn't own them?
2: This is Ohio State owns them. This is that Penn State game... Justin Fields fumbles going into the end zone, or it's even worse. Right, in the right first at half, the, right at the goal line. Right at the goal line for a touchback. Um, some turnovers, some hiccups, but what it what it showed was a little bit of turmoil, and Ohio State responded just fine. I, I do. We say this every time we talk about Ohio State. I'm starting them with 42 points. I say what you want about Michigan, their defense. I don't trust. All right. Here's the here's the scores though. Ohio
1: State 45 14 over Notre Dame, and I think. we... That Jordan was a flaws. monsoon. It was a monsoon, but still. Maryland's terrible, 38-7. Yep. But they did what they're supposed to do, clobber them. Michigan State, 44-10. Michigan State is pretty capable defensively. Now, they're mm-hmm. not great offensively, but right. And in Indiana, 39-14. Indiana's pretty good offensively, mm-hmm. and for the first few drives, they looked like they were going to
2: it was going to be a, a, a yeah. track meet.
1: They've been dominant these last four games.
2: All right, I'll, okay, I'll start Ohio State at 38 then. Okay. I'll take them to 38. Here's, here's what it comes down to. I don't trust Shea Patterson. It's fair. To make enough he's, big plays. He's played better, though. I just, I just don't think in a game it like this. It feels like they've taken the handcuffs off of him, too, as opposed yeah. to go run,
1: run, third and seven, make us a first down. Run, run, third and seven, make us a first down. We'll punt and play field position. It feels yeah. like they've almost gone, let's throw it more on first down. Let's open things up a little bit. And it's worked.
2: Yeah, I, I just think Ohio State's good in the secondary. They're good all. They're good they at Their ability to, to stop the run. Their ability to get after the pass, And Chase Young's performance in right. big games has been obscene. And then it's. Dobbins and Fields, they have. A, they have a Dobbins legit, in big games has yeah, been obscene. They have a legit one-two punch. So, if this spread is anywhere under double digits, I'm loading up on the Buckeyes. I don't think it's close. I think it's a uh, two spread score open. Game at it, least. The
1: spread open at 12. I'm going to guess it hangs around that number. Yeah. Um, it's a two-score game at least. Probably right. All right, uh, I'll, I'll move on to uh, to Kentucky. They play Louisville, big rivalry game. Both teams are, are bowl eligible. Kentucky uh, got that way with the win over UT Martin. And I continue to look at the season that Lynn Bowden's had, the, the wide receiver turned quarterback. He he is not a great passer, obviously. He's under 50% as a passer, but he's thrown for 300 yards. Mm-hmm. But he he leads Kentucky in rushing with 951 yards. He's got a chance to get to 1,000, despite the fact he's only played the quarterback position for five games. Yeah. Um, he still leads them with receptions with 30. The next closest has 11. He leads him in receiving yards with 348. That's 100 more than the next closest guy. I know that that he's not going to be up for the Heisman Trophy. I fully do realize that. But by God, he should be, in my opinion. I mean, it is incredible what this guy has done.
2: Yeah, and, and it's incredible what they've been able to salvage. When you go into a season, you lose your starting quarterback. And And your second string guy got hurt. And your second string. It's remarkable the job that that Stoops has been able to do to hold this team together. And I'll give Eddie Grant.
1: I mean, sometimes Eddie Grant frustrates me with things he does as a play caller. And he frustrated me in a couple games last year where he didn't give it to Benny Snell in key times. But the last two weeks, and granted, it's over two mismatched teams in UT Martin and, and Vanderbilt. They rushed for over 400 yards. I, and that's not playing really option offense. It's kind of a wild caddy. They, they do have some option schemes to it. But a lot of it is literally just out of the out of the gun with straight runs
2: out of the gun, whether it's a yeah. quarterback keeping it on read options or him just straight handing it off. They're just manhandling people up front. Yeah, it, it goes to everyone on the team, the coaches, the coordinators, the players, everyone to kind of buy in and say, well, we've been handed a, a crappy deal here. We can either pat about it or we can continue to play. And they've continued to play. And you look at the other side of the field.
1: The defense has been really good. I mean, Louisville has
2: been a... From from out of nowhere, Scott resurgence. Satterfield's done a great yes. job. I mean, they yeah. were a they were a fifty five ring circus last year. Yep, it, it feels like they got their guy and they got the correct guy in place. Yeah, he's done for a great that job team going forward. He's done
1: a great job, no question about it. And Miami ends its season against Ball State. Nothing really to play for other than Miami with the win will clinch their first winning season since two thousand and ten because they still have to play the MAC title game. Yep. They still have to play a bowl game. Um, they, they would get, go to eight and four with a win that would clinch a, a winning season. Um, that I think that means a lot. I, I know you can look and go, they have nothing left to play for because they've already clinched a spot in the MAC title game. They've already clinched a bowl a bit, All those things. I think if I'm Chuck Martin, I'm saying, guys, let's get this win
2: because we we can do something that hasn't been done around here in yep. nine seasons, and it's, that's pretty significant. And it feels like every year, like Chuck Martin's a game or two away from being let go, and every time that happens, they win that game, yep. and they they win going forward. Uh, so again, credit to what they've done. It's no not doubt. always pretty. Uh, they held on against an Akron team that hadn't covered a spread all year, and they decided to— Not only were 0-10, but had not yeah. covered a spread in 10 games either. That's incredible. Yeah, took money out of my pocket. Speaking of right now, I just looked it up. That Ohio State-Michigan line, as of right now, 8. Wow. Michigan got pounded. Yes. Because it opened at 12, if I'm not eight. mistaken. Wow.
1: Some wise guy money in, on mm, Michigan well, side, my friend.
2: It's going to be wise guy money, me going to Hollywood here soon. I was going to say man. Yeah,
1: was say, man, that 8— that eight, that eight is enticing. Tease it down Unless to they one. Know something that I don't know. Yeah. Justin Fields won't play. Chase yeah. Young won't play. They've right. got some inside information. All right, let's look at the the national landscape of where things stand from the college football playoff standpoint as we get literally wind down to the end of the season. Uh, LSU, um, Ohio State, Clemson. I think we would say those three are definitively in as we sit here right now. And obviously, Ohio State situation pretty fluid. LSU still has left on its schedule. Um, Texas A and M at home. And again, defensively, they've had some hiccups, but offensively, they're just ridiculous. And then they will play Georgia in the uh, the SEC title game. I, you know, to me, I think if it goes down to right now, if Ohio State runs the table, Clemson will run the table. I don't think there's yeah, any Clemson's question about that. Tested. Georgia beats LSU, I think you get two SECs in.
2: Yeah. If Georgia beats
1: LSU, they're in. LSU's in. Alabama obviously has to beat Auburn. Yep. Um, although, then the argument for that, Alabama getting in is... Is tainted because Auburn beat Oregon, and then Oregon now has two losses, so they're yes. out. The team that everybody is clamoring for a little bit is Utah, but I'm sorry for me. Here was their non-conference: BYU, Northern Illinois, Idaho State. Yep. Does I'm that out. do anything for you? Nope. And that's where I would tell Utah. the pa- that's where I would tell the Pac-12: if you want to get in, go schedule somebody away from home uh, uh, on your non-conference schedule. Not BYU, Northern Illinois, Correct. Idaho State. And I know you can go, well, SEC teams schedule cupcakes. Yeah, they do. They all have their one cupcake week. It occurred this past week. But outside the league, as I mentioned, Auburn played Oregon. LSU played Texas. Yep. Um, who did Bama open up with? I'm drawing a complete blank. Bama Bama opened up with, uh, no, they opened up with Duke. My bad. I thought they opened up with somebody yeah. decent. But they opened up with Duke. Um so yeah, I would I would say that to them, and the same for Oklahoma. I I just think that does
2: Oklahoma still have an outside chance? I think
1: they do. They they need the following to happen. They need Auburn to beat Bama. Mm-hmm. They need because they already got help this week with Oregon. Yes, they need Utah to probably. I think Utah's still ahead of them in the pecking. They board. need Utah to lose to Oregon. Yes, and then they need. So they would then you would have LSU if it beats Georgia mm-hmm. in Ohio State running the table in. Clemson in. If Georgia loses the SEC title right. game, and Bama Oklahoma loses to Auburn. To get back in. And Oklahoma f- and Utah loses, then Oklahoma I think would be the fourth team. Yeah. Um, so there we go. All right. So if you had to do the four LSU Ohio State Clemson, Georgia for right now, yep. I think that would be really, the way I'd go with it as well. All right, when we come back, got a little bit of high school football to talk about. Three Ohio teams in state semifinal games, two Kentucky teams in state semifinal games. We'll look at those as we continue to roll along. It's the Angry Quarterbacks podcast from the James Rapine Memorial Studio and ESP Media. Getting answers. Finding solutions. Local 12 News Investigates. As soon as we called you, everything happened very quickly. Not afraid to ask the tough questions. Taking action. Getting the truth. Local 12 News
0: Investigates.
2: Are you looking to produce your own podcast? ESP Media has state-of-the-art audio and video production studios available for you. Our studio rental rates are the most competitive in town. Contact us today at sales at ESPmediaSN.com or 513-655-4966. That's 513-655-4966. It's your podcast. We just produce it.
1: Welcome back into segment three of the weekly angry quarterbacks podcast. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com with the real quarterback, Tony Pike of Reading High School, UC, and Carolina Panthers fame, and the quarterback whisperer to many a young quarterback, in the Tri-State, and if you've got a young one, go look up Tony, and he'll help your, your kid yeah. achieve his goals and dreams. Make to
2: the next level.
1: That's right. That's all it's about. All right, we're in state semifinal round. Is uh, Nobody left in Indiana. That's been the case for a couple of mm. weeks now. Indiana actually is in its state championship games this week at Lucas Oil Field. That'd be a cool place to play state title games.
2: Yeah, especially uh, for me as a quarterback, being in a indoor
1: indoor yeah that'd be even not to worry about cold or the elements exactly. But this is what these teams are going to have to fight this weekend: the cold and the wind and the rain, maybe, yep. and the elements. Let's start in Division One, where Elder beat Cole rain. They'll take on twelve and one Springfield. Springfield lost earlier this season to uh, to Fairfield, and so it tells me that Elder's probably in a great spot yeah, here. That game's going to be
2: played in Piqua, by the way. I think Elder's in a really good spot. I hate that it's in Piqua weird Um, i like that stadium have you ever been there yeah i like that stadium it is it's nice um matthew Luby didn't have a great first half uh they found a way to to hang in there against coleraine and they do what they do yeah they do it on the ground They're ground and pound joe royer at tight end uh and and again this is uh doug ramsey what he continues to do year in and year out they're never they're never the biggest team nope they're never the most athletic team nope but they're the they play hard. They're he's, scrappy. He's really good schematically and scheme wise. Yeah. They are fantastic. They really are. Yep. Um, and he is really a pass
1: first quarter or pass first yeah. coach. He has been and he's kind of adjusted, looking and going. I got two division one offensive linemen and a giant division
2: one tight mm-hmm. end. We're gonna just line up and run the football. Yep. Yeah, we
1: can throw it a little bit, but hey, this is our strength. This is what we do. Stop us, and yeah. they've been and hard he has, to stop.
2: His youngest son is a sophomore on that team that plays kind of wide receiver. Yep. gets some carries. I think going forward, he'll be a quarterback in the future. Um, I've, I've known the, the whole family growing up. Drew might be the best athlete out of all of them. That says a lot. And Peyton's playing in Indiana. Yes, he is. So that's... I think there's still an upside for for the Ramses in the future.
1: And on the other side, Lakewood Saint Edward got beat yes, uh, last that's week. Huge. So that uh, that kind of maybe opens the door yep. for uh, for an elder state title. Opens it up. Big time. All right, in Division two, LaSalle. They have just wrecked Man. people throughout the playoffs. W- w- look. Kudos to Harrison, tip of the cap, but that felt like a mismatch. Yep. The the schedules are just completely different. The talent we level We took Harrison different. as far as we could. We Absolutely. helped him. We did. We got him We yeah, got we, him to the regional championship the, game. The, the,
2: the, the sports preview show. Yes. Now LaSalle
1: takes on undefeated Toledo Central Catholic at
2: Sydney Memorial Stadium. I don't know a thing about Toledo Central Catholic other than undefeated is undefeated. Yeah. Uh, undefeated is undefeated, but the LaSalle team that I've seen the last couple of weeks is playing their best football. And LaSalle got the biggest break. In high school, yeah, no, history, no, no by Woods. no Wenten Woods.
1: Speaking of which, what about Myan Williams flipping yeah, his commitment? What do you uh, think of that?
2: I don't know. Would you what? like to f- flip it to UC? Yeah. Although well, Corey, uh, was it Corey Kiner, yes, was that the UC game? Yeah, yesterday. he's he's very good. So I, I think there's rumblings that Dave Campbell at
1: Iowa State is going to get another job, and, yeah, and maybe that lent itself. Some stuff to happen. And at the same time, I mean, you're an Ohio kid. Ohio State still wants you, right? I get it. I fully get it. And I think yep. you I think if you're Maya Williams, you start seeing what J. K. Dobbins is doing. You you know, you I think you assume with Ohio State's offense, right, that it's so pass prevalent, all of those right. things. No, it's very much 50-50. Yeah, they, fifty. They're pretty balanced. They rely on the run game. They rely a lot on the run game. As much as the next Exactly. Game. Um so you you think you think LaSalle's still in good shape. I mean yes. they played such a good schedule. They're they're again, I think the biggest question
2: mark is kinda like the Covecath game, what happens if, if. they fall behind by a couple of scores? Yeah, that would be the only thing that would derail LaSalle from a state title but here we are I feel like we do this every season we do this a great chance for two local teams to bring back state titles no question year. well
1: and, and the one we're going to talk about here in a second Wyoming yes. in division four oh, three yeah three they are 13 and 0 they'll take on nine and four Clyde on Saturday I'll have the broadcast for you on ESP media on Saturday night we'll be on the air probably around six fifty ish and the kickoff for that game seven o'clock it's in Marysville at Marysville Impact Stadium it looks nice mm. it does look very very nice um I don't know anything about Clyde. All I know is they're nine and four, and all I know is what I've seen from Wyoming. They've not lost a game in two years. Yep. Their last loss was in the 2017 regional championship game. They have outscored teams over the last two years by an average of roughly, and I'm doing this roughly, 40 to six. Yeah. So not only are they winning, they're kicking your ass. So, the thing is, everybody looks at Evan Prater, and understandably so, the, the dude is—he made a throw, Tony, that you would have admired. It yeah, was, it was the, the deep ball to Juke yep. Mitchell, and he flipped it. It wasn't yep. even—it it didn't even—it looked effortless the right. way he threw it. And that—that's the thing I think for him, he still can get so much better oh, yeah. as a passer. His
2: upside is—is is crazy. But the athleticism he has, is I mean, it's almost like you're seeing with Lamar Jackson. It's men the and ball. boys. I mean, yep. it is
1: he, he when he wants to make a spin move, he makes a spin move. Mm-hmm. He wants to run through you, he runs through you. When he wants to glide past you, he glides past you. He yes. has—he has in three playoff games
2: thirteen rushing touchdowns. Thirteen. Yep. It's insane. What he, what he's been able to do is crazy. Um, I don't, again, I don't know anything about Clyde. I know they've lost four times. That's a lot. Now, again,
1: that tells me, though, that you've got in at six and four, so your schedule had to be pretty good. Right.
2: So you've, you've made ways, but I don't know how you stop Evan Prater. I don't know how you stop this offense. And that defense, the thing to me, though, is that defense is really good. They, I was talking about X and
1: Coleraine, how good they are tackling people. Mm -hmm. I tell you, Wyoming's pretty damn good at tackling people, too. They, you, they don't, you don't get away from them.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, uh, Interesting to me to see if the uh, the case for Mister Football can be won by Evan Prater because it feels I, I, like he surely deserves I, it. I think he
1: he does because yep. uh, I'm assuming he's been pulled out of a bunch. He got pulled out of the game right. the other night and actually came back in for the last snap so he could be on the field to take a knee. Yep. But he got taken out of that game too. So yeah, there's I,
2: a there's another guy that plays in Northern Kentucky that. Um, should be up for Mr. Football as well. That would be one Michael Mayer yes. of Covington Who Catholic. He also doesn't play many fourth, <laughs> fourth quarters. Fourth quarters, that's
1: right. And he's going to Notre Dame as a tight end mm-hmm. and yet he also plays middle linebacker on defense. Yeah.
2: And I'm not so sure he's not better on that side of the football. I feel like there's like a case growing that he like he started Mr. Football for tight end. He could just be because of what he's done at both 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 way.
1: I mean two way guy or linebacker. Yeah, two way guy. Covenant Catholic by the way, they will play on Friday night uh at six o'clock uh will Host Bowling Green Bowling Green 9 and 3 Covcath 13 and 0 Covcath over the last 3 years at 17 18 in this season has lost one game and it came in the state championship game last season. Yeah. Um they feel like they don't feel like I think they they are clearly the best team maybe in the entire state. Mm-hmm. You know, I ranked them number 1 in our lo- final local 12 top 12. I know people probably looked at me and went eh. Beat LaSalle by three touchdowns, yep. man.
2: And look what LaSalle's doing.
1: Yeah, and look what LaSalle did to some teams that. Yep. this year. So I think Covenant Catholic is more than worthy. And my Beachwood Tigers, where I coach yeah. basketball for nice, full disclosure.
2: Nice five-hour drive.
1: Got to go down to the very far western part of the state of Kentucky. I made that drive many years ago to mm. cover a Beachwood-Mayfield playoff game for the Enquirer. It is quite the hall. It is a cool setting. It is a very old-school stadium. It's a city that loves its football. Mayfield has a great tradition of success this is almost an impo- this is an impossible task but it's a very yeah. very tall task for Beachwood. It feels yeah. like hey with as young as they are they're playing a lot of sophomores, Cam Hergett's a, a junior quarterback, they're going to have a lot of guys back for next year. Yeah. This feels like you know what getting to the state semis is a pretty nice season yep. and unfortunately I think this is where it ends.
2: Yeah, and and again unless unless you get a superman performance from your quarterback where he can elevate but again you are you are undersized a bit. Yep. You are going against a team that is a traditional power in a, in a lot of phases. And and they're at home. And again, and you're, you're making the five hour drive. Right. You're going five hours. But for a young team, the experience you're going to gain from this game no doubt. will go a long way to getting them back to the top next year. And, and again, kudos to where they've come already this year with a young team that one in four at one right, point that schedules very hard, that schedules to be playing their best at the playoffs. Kudos to them because I guarantee when you go into a game like this, it's a lot better as a coach to fall back on, hey, no doubt, we played Covcath, We've played teams, and we know how to compete. Let's just go down there and compete. And I think by doing that, you at least give yourself a chance. Absolutely, and I think you're right. Then, then being a 12-0 and 0 team that hasn't been tested all year because you schedule and light. And then you're really cocky with yep. yourself. And, and all you of hit a sudden, boom, we get yeah. hit in the mouth. No doubt. Like, no, we've been here before. Yep, exactly.
1: All right, any final thoughts? What are you going to have at Denny's on, on Thanksgiving? you going to get some turkey? Or you just going to go caution the We've checked.
2: There's a bowling alley that's open. Do they serve turkey? I don't know. We'll see. Here's here's my final thought. Can you go get one of those Swanson frozen dinners <laughs> maybe and heat that bad boy yeah. up? Mo and
1: I. <laughs> sure. Well, get yourself a nice bottle of wine. You and Mo and some candles and a bottle yeah. of wine in a, in a Motel 6. Two
2: years ago, we were in Tulsa, Oklahoma for Thanksgiving. Don't, don't besmirch. I lived in Tulsa. I love me some Tulsa. And we couldn't find a place to eat. We ended up going to Taco Bell at like midnight. Did they have turkey tacos? No, that was our Thanksgiving dinner. And
1: hang on, wait a minute. The Taco Bell was actually open? Yep. On Thanksgiving night?
2: Open on Thanksgiving night. I had to Uber.
1: Who, is that? who in the who in the world, other than you two Jamokes, would go to a Taco Bell well, on Thanksgiving night? I get why you did it. Who else in the city Jim of... Jim Kelly. T- okay, people who are... Those guys, but for the most part, why would you bother to be open?
2: Because everyone else was closed, how many they,
1: people were in there eating their taco? Did you take it back to the hotel with? You? I Ubered through the drive-through. It's even better. <laughs> what would your Uber driver think? Did you tip him with a taco? He wasn't you give happy, a, sir. Do you want a crunchy or do you
2: want a soft? Yeah. When I when I when he I wasn't tried, happy when I tried to make like the, Were you guys half in the bag? Yeah. Oh, Okay. When I tried okay. to make like the Uber small talk of like how long you've been doing this, while <laughs> did, he's taking me through Uber, he wanted Uber no Taco Bell. Is like no, nah, we're good. He wanted, he wanted no part of that. Now nah, there's Uber Eats, so we got anything Matt, we want. There you go. There you go. Here's my here's my final thought. Not even about football. Can't miss twenty-four free throws in a game, you see. It's impossible. That's, Need that's, it? It's incredible. Figure it out.
1: Thir, what? Thirty-three of fifty? So what were they? Something uh, they shot clear. 55. fifty-five. Fifty-five. Thirty-one of fifty-five. Yeah. That's that's impossible. Go teach them how to shoot. You can be the free throw whisperer. I can do that too. What was your percentage like shooting 82. free throws at Reading? But you never got to the line because you were such a softy. You played out of the perimeter, yeah. right?
0: I got the line when I needed to. Nine times
1: the whole year, probably. Yeah, eight technicals. of eight of nine. Eight of nine. On technicals. <laughs> Yeah. The yep. Oh my goodness Alright Tony enjoyed it as always Thanks to, uh, to our executive producer Robbie We'll be back uh, next week with some more football talk Talking the NFL And the Bengals Some college and certainly some high school football As we get the state championship weekend Again don't forget we'll have Wyoming and Clyde On ESP Media for you on Saturday night Until then for Tony Pike I'm Richard Skinner It's been the Angry Quarterbacks From the James Rapine Memorial Studio And ESP Media
0: You better watch out